0: We're talking with Amy Irani. She's the director of Nevada County's Environmental Health Department, who has had their hands full since I started talking to you, Amy. It seems like two or three years ago that we started talking about problems in our community with environmental health, like flumes in the rivers, and then COVID hit, and then we have smoke, we have wildfires. It just, you've got quite a job over there.
1: Yes, Felton, thank you. It's a pleasure to chat with you, and absolutely, it's I have to say, and I'm going to admit this out loud, it's why I love environmental health because there's always a different challenge, a different type of kind of a battle that you have to fight to protect public health and to care about the environment. So let me tell you, it makes our job challenging and exciting.
0: Up until a couple weeks ago, you were basically dealing with restaurants and places like that and still dealing with COVID and then the Delta variant. And then last week, we got the river fire dumped on us. And you've been so busy with that in the last week. Let's talk a little bit about that now. Uh, What's going on in your department right now?
1: So right now, and, and first let me say, you know, all of us here at the county environmental health, our hearts go out to everyone who has lost Significantly uh, during this fire, it is it is always a very difficult time for, for everyone. So from our perspective, environmental health, we are the recovery. You know, you initially have the initial response and making sure our fire folks doing their incredible work of keeping the fire um, mitigated and, and, you know, triaging their response. And then you have a point where once evacuation orders are lifted, now we're moving into a recovery phase. And so that is our role, is part of the debris management, removal, and recovery phase. So where we are today is right now Paul Cummings and the OES team are working really hard uh, with our California Office of Emergency Services, OES folks that are here, to obtain the funding that helps us move forward with that private property debris
0: removal program. Let's say somebody did unfortunately lose their house and now they're trying to, they're probably trying to get a hold of anybody and figure out what's going on. If you need information about your house and how to start the recovery and the, you know, moving all the debris out process, how would you recommend they go through that?
1: You bet. Um, That's a great question. So our great folks in in the PIO department, Taylor, Vera, and the team have done a great job of putting up data. Uh, if you go to MyNevadaCounty.com and you click on the river fire, there's a lot of great guidance documentation. There's also going to be a local assistance center. I believe they're working on something for this coming Friday and Saturday. The dates and times are, are to be determined, but coming up for everyone so that you can come through and you can talk to PG&E, environmental health, building representatives from all of the agencies that you may need to see will be in one stop. So if you're, if you're a property owner, you unfortunately have suffered the loss of your home primary structure, what will happen once we receive funding? Um, we work through California Office of Emergency Services and we establish a debris recovery program. The homeowner would need to fill out, uh, to start the process, there are two phases. Phase one is where the Department of Toxic Substances and Control have a team, and they come in, they look at every parcel, and they remove what would be deemed as household hazardous waste. That's like expired propane tanks, uh, paint cans. Sometimes folks have ammo uh, chests, you know, like gun safes and that in their garages, and those are left. Automotive or boat or little ATV kind of batteries may be left behind. They come in and they look for that. Once they clear a property, and they'll remove it, they'll mark it and it gets removed, then we jump into phase two. And phase two is if property owners wish to sign up for government assistance. And what that means is CalRecycle subcontracts with companies or a company to come in and do a complete site remediation. They essentially remove everything on the property that is within the burn footprint, So, in other words, the home, uh, say it's on a slab, the entire slab would be removed and all the debris upon the property would be collected and removed. And that, again, prior to all of that commencing, even the Phase 1, the owners of the the particular property would need to sign up uh, via a right of entry form. It's a detailed document, Felton, I'll admit that, I've tried to come up with kind of guidance, like a checklist to help, but that's why we're here. So if people have questions, you know, they need to reach out to our department. They can call anytime. you know, our direct line or our office line is 530-265-1222. You want to select option three. And then, you know, my staff is understanding we have a, a spreadsheet and we're we're starting to gather data from everybody.
0: We're talking with Amy Irani, the Nevada County Environmental Health Department Director. Amy, can you talk to uh, the toxicity of the smoke right now that we're still getting out of the fire and how unhealthy it is?
1: Uh, sure, you know that's one thing that obviously you know with the Dixie fire, unfortunately, some of those the the smoke air movement came our direction. And in any particular situation when particulate matter, which is very tiny. Ash and smoke is extremely tiny, 2.5 or less. If you have any type of asthma or respiratory issues, inhaling that can really complicate your ability to breathe or your mobility. Ash from a fire in particular, though, oftentimes when organics burn like trees or other debris or debris falling from the sky, they can contain heavy metals and other types of you know, who knows what was burning, right? It could it could have burned up uh, an area that was filled with a lot of automotive batteries or other things. So the, the ash itself can be harmful. That's why property owners that are returning to their property after the river fire, if you have lost everything, please don't enter the property before contacting us first. And we'll be out posting signs, little signs that, that ask people not to enter and to give us a call first before doing any kind of work or or such on property.
0: What else would you like folks to know right now? I mean, we're we're almost a week past the River Fire, so it's in the cleanup stage now for most folks. Uh, What would you tell people are the next steps?
1: The next steps in this is truly heading out, go to the local assistance center, get the documentation that you need. Make sure you're in touch with your insurance provider, but most of all, have patience the process by which we procure federal and state funding does take time everybody's working without fail throughout the day and into the evening through weekends to try to get you the help that you need we are here for you so please reach out 211 is an excellent resource any questions you have we're keeping them updated as well so uh just reach out give us a call and and we will we're here for you so we're doing everything we can to to get you back on your
0: feet. Now, over the weekend, we had uh, air quality levels in the 300s, 400s, sometimes 500s. What can you recommend to folks that just, you know, want to protect their lungs during a situation like this? Like right now, I think we're in a moderate to maybe, you know, we're in the low 70s, you might be over 100. When it gets up to 200 and 300, what should we be doing in our homes? I mean, it sounds like close the windows, close the doors, only use an air conditioner with a filter. What else?
1: If you absolutely have to be outside and you're capable of wearing a mask that can that's akin to an N95 or something that will help to filter out the smaller particulate matter, that's truly recommended. But if you can at ad- all avoid going outside during that time and find things to do indoors with your AC on recirculate, I think that is the best option one one should choose. But if you do have to go out, if you can if you can find some protective at least an N ninety five or akin to that to help you, that would be the minimal amount of protection, which would be good.
0: And then it seems like common sense, but for these couple days where we might have clean air, at least clean enough air, uh should we go out and clean all our filters? It seems like a good time to do that.
1: You know, I I think that it it would just be possibly. You know, just just take it easy. I mean, there, you know, things change dynamically every day. And I think as we move forward, and and as the fires and our great firefighters that are out there battling it, the Dixie Fire, and these, we move into our wet season. Uh, God willing, I think that times to do that extenuating or that extenuous outside work, people should just take it easy for you know for just the next few weeks and and make sure everything is everything is good.
0: We've been talking with Amy Irani, the uh, director for the Nevada County Environmental Health Department. If folks need to get a hold of you, give them the ways to contact you one more time.
1: Absolutely. Feel free. You can email us at health at co.nevada.ca.us, or you can give us a call at 530-265-1222, option 3.
0: Thank you very much, Amy.
1: Thank you, Felton. It's a pleasure.